the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 970 presents Eye on Real Estate. This is your premier source for real estate information. From the hot properties in the tri-state to the latest in real estate market trends. From mortgage news to answers to all of your real estate questions, you'll be in the know with help from the experts. Call now, 866-970-9622. 866-970-9622. Now, here's your host for Eye on Real Estate, Douglas Elliman's CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back, and I am hoping that I get a call because we want some calls, 866-970-9622. I know the weather's nice, so if you're out and about, then just make sure you email us, and you can do it at radioshow.com, element at radioshot.com. You can text me. You can email me, Facebook me, Ace. It's the first nice weekend, Tony, yeah, so, so I don't blame our listeners. And there's actually a, a – we're, we're, we're there's recording downtown. There's a whole fair, fair a street yeah. fair downtown, which is kind of neat. I'm sure people are out. Yeah, right it's out. really great out. Yeah. Uh, so we are going to – after Dan, we are very excited to have Dan on, who's going to talk to us, our credit coach. Uh, and then we're going to talk about how much money do you need to be a wealthy in America? How much money do you need to be wealthy in America? Okay, so before that, we're going to talk to Dan Sater, who is the biggest credit coach and really credit rules. If you don't have good credit, it's not only about buying a house or renting where they look at credit. It's buying a car. It's the interest rates you get. Uh, It's really so important to know your credit score and to, if you have some problems, to work with somebody like Dan. Good morning, Dan. How are you? Do I have you on the line? Daddy. Good to hear your voice again. Good to be back again. Well, we, <laughs> we never can learn too much. We, you know what? I mean, I think that people, as much as they know it, and people are starting to uh, hear you enough to know that they learned how much credit means. Uh, I asked for calls, and I'm getting them, so that's good. Uh, we, we just really, really then forget. And we just don't do it enough. And I think we do it kind of when we have to buy a house or a car or something like that. So uh, I think that you should go to Dan's site and you should really stay up on it. What do you say, once or twice a year or three times a year they should check? Oh, they should check there. Uh, Sure, at least about twice a year would be good to check your credit because you never know when mistakes or even identity theft may be starting to appear on your credit, and you don't want to do it after you've applied for a mortgage. That's great. So, Dan, what were you, you were talking a little about credit, and you were saying that it's not, is it good to have too much credit or not good to have too much credit? <laughs> and, like, when well, I know, was looking through my credit cards, because I try to take some out of my wallet, I can't fit them all, I have credit cards from days that, you know, it was like the holidays, and they go, oh, get 20% off if you buy the, if you get a credit card today. Like the stores that I really don't go to. What do I do with that? Yeah, well, you know, some of the subprime credit uh, 
offers from the department stores and whatnot are not good to have a lot of those because you'll start to lose some points, especially as your score gets higher. Uh, but, uh, you know, I've, I've always heard about people worried about having too much credit. And I've seen a couple big mistakes when people think that because uh, after 17 years in the mortgage industry, uh, I never came across anybody that got turned down because they had too much credit. Now, they got turned down because they used too much credit, but not because they had that available. Um, the only time that it becomes an issue is if somebody applies for a lot of credit suddenly just before they make a major purchase. That kind of is a red flag. But if you've had uh, a lot of credit and you've had it for a number of years, um, it actually will help your credit scores. And uh, because you haven't abused it, you've shown that you've handled it responsibly, uh, it's only a plus for you. I, I had one client one time years ago who went for a no-doc loan, no income, no asset, no job. Right. Oh, right, <laughs> and right. Uh, he needed a 680, and he needed four active credit lines. And he came in to me, and I pulled the credit report. He had a 677, and he had one active trade line because a friend of his uh, told him that he had too much credit, so he closed down seven of his eight credit cards. The one he left open had a $25,000 limit, and he had $10,000 on it. And I looked at his credit report, and I said, look, you don't qualify for a mortgage, but I can do the mortgage for you. And he goes, how? And I go, well, I see you didn't close down your Sears, Stearns, A&S, and Macy's cards. He goes, well, I haven't used them for five or six years. I said, yeah, but they're still reporting. Tomorrow, go out, buy a shirt, shoes, socks. I don't care what you buy. Just get something on them to activate them. His That's score good went advice. Up That's great advice because his uh, score went up I, seventy-five points. Wow! And I always thought, Dan, that if you had access to a lot of credit, like if you had a lot of credit cards and access to a lot of capital, that they might say, "Well, if they use all their credit cards and we give them this mortgage, then they won't be able to pay for their house." But that's not true. No, because you know they they go by a statistical analysis of, of what they've seen in the past. And, you know, the FICO scoring model is based on the last two years. Right now, the current model uses 10 million samples from the credit bureaus to determine how they're going to structure the uh, credit, uh, uh, the, uh, the FICO scoring model. So the bottom line is that when they see that somebody is responsible in using a lot of credit, especially if they have a lot of credit and they have a very small amount on it, they know that that person, as a general rule, is not going to go out and start running up things. Now, if things change and, and somebody goes into a disastrous situation, you know, everybody's going to go down the tubes, you know, that, that has that type of situation. It doesn't matter if they have a lot of credit or not, and they may run it up. But um, the odds are very slight, uh, and the risk of default is very, very slight when somebody has that amount of credit and has built it up over years. That's good to know. Uh, Dan Hold, we have to take a couple of questions. I have April from Long Island City. Hi, April. What are you doing on this great day? Do I have Yes, you? hello. Oh, I'm so glad you yeah, called. Hi. Yeah, it's a great day. And right. where are you in Long Island City? Astoria. Astoria. Well, Astoria, you know what? Yeah, Astoria Park, like three three blocks from Astoria. Yeah, I always get confused, like, really, because Astoria and Long Island City are basically the same, I think. Well, Astoria Park and Astoria, it's, it's, you have to be north of Broadway, I heard. 
North of Broadway is Astoria. Once you get south of Broadway, that's uh, Long Island City. Right. But Astoria is a great place to live. That's what you think. I mean, yeah. I just said Well, so. we have a little bit like a problem. My, um, my husband's um, mother, her mother, so my husband's grandmother, uh, they bought a house here in Astoria over like 25 years ago. Not 20, since, yeah, we've had the house for 90-something years, 1925, I mean, that's what I mean. Um, but the house never, the grandmother, the grandfather, they never did any upkeep. Uh, maybe 15 years ago, we got the windows done. But, um, like, the cement in the driveway, the brickwork, the pointing, the, uh, the angle lines around the new windows, everything is starting to just fall apart. And we're trying to get money uh, to, to fix it. And we've gotten a cu- couple of quotes just for the brick in the driveway, that cement, you know, that cement that they cover the bricks with, that's the right. original. Right. All that is starting to disintegrate. It's costing like forty-eight to fifty thousand dollars, and wow. to get the loan, what? Yeah, I mean the house is valuable just in itself for its location, you know. And um, what places, institutions are best to get money? We've gotten some, but it's like really tight. Our credit, my mother-in-law, her credit is very good, um, but the money is getting tight, very tight. Is there certain places? When you say the money is getting tight, than others, and you get just. But when you say the money's getting huh? tight, do you when you say the money's getting tight, do you mean their money's getting tight or the money they're lending is getting or the lenders are getting tight? Well, the um she's saying that we everyone's gonna have to chip in money because oh. maybe she can't get enough because of credit she has very good credit, it's like eight hundred or you know. And what's the, the property is, worth? Do you well, think around what? here, like a million something? Yeah. So but in you... this condition, does it make a difference? Because someone who's a builder probably would buy it and you know renovate. That's what people they renovate. Even oh no, on the third it would make a difference in the, the sale. But if you're trying to get credit, what, what would you recommend, Ace? For uh, we, we don't want to sell it though. No, well maybe it. an equity or uh, do you have a mortgage on the house? Where do we go? A regular bank? Um, how how much do you owe on 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 the mortgage right now, April? Um, how much are you on the mortgage? Well, your parents have this. Very much. Yeah, probably they've had it for a while. For a while now? Yeah, they have, we had it for like, you know, since 1923. The mortgage had been paid, but then we've got a home equity to start a business. So maybe it's like, like say, 50000 So it's probably very 50, low. 50000 It's probably low, yeah. and the property is worth probably, God knows, a lot. Yeah. So, so you can leave yeah. your information with the producers, and then what I'll do is I'll call you first thing Monday. Uh, depending on your mother's income, things of that nature, we can see if we can you know, either refinance or take a little bit of um, equity out of your property now to help you with, with a little bit of cash flow that may help your situation now. Right. Okay, so I'll just I'll hold on and get your number or something. Saying give it to the yeah, um, give it to the producers. Just leave your name and number, and we'll get and back. We'll to get you. back to yeah, you. And then okay. you'll, you'll you'll see. We'll we'll try to find we'll give something you a couple of options of different options, yeah. and you'll see which is good for your right. mom and which is good for your family because you could do it a bunch of ways. Yeah, yeah, I would never sell this house. I mean, we have like the original door when they made the house, and the bathtub is the original. You know, the moldings. Yeah. Nothing's Don't. been renovated inside except for the upstairs apartment. 
No, but you but you want to keep the maintenance up because yeah. otherwise, you right. know, then it then it really the house gets to be in bad shape. So I think you met, but but it, you you have a great investment there, and it's in the family. And there's things that you can do depending on your situations. If you leave us with the producer, tell him now. We will give you a right. couple of different options that you can talk with your mom okay. about. Okay. And thanks for calling, thanks, April. Thanks for my listen to your show every weekend. Oh, good. Oh, Call good us one. again. Thanks, Okay, April. have a good day. <laughs> okay. uh, Mike, we'll be right with you in a second. And, Dan, you don't mind, do you? I just uh, had a few questions. Uh, sure, Mike, no, hold on. No problem but at all. He can stay on because we, we're still on the phone and on the line with Dan Sater, who's a recognized credit expert. And we're going to talk about how you make the 800 club, like how you get an 800 mm. score, which I didn't even get, and I was surprised. Maybe it's those old credit cards I have that I don't use. But let me take a quick question from Mike in New Brunswick, New Jersey. Hi, Mike. Good afternoon. Thanks for calling Eye on Real Estate. Yes, hi. hi. Hi, Dottie. You have a great show. It's very interesting. Thank you. I have a house down the shore. I have a house down the shore that I'm selling. I live near the beach. Oh, nice. Unfortunately, I have to sell because the taxes are too high. But anyway, I'm moving to Florida, and everyone's moving to Florida. <laughs> Everyone I know is moving everyone's to Florida. Everyone's going down south. It's much cheaper down there, and so listen, it's much cheaper down there. But anyway, these these places, the rentals, they want all this money up front. They're like, I said, I need a rental state for September. So it's like, pay by June first, and then I said, I need one for October. It takes me a couple of months to rent before I know where to buy. You and should rent first. Don't. I agree. Don't buy something. Rent first and see where you like and make sure you like. Right. Yeah. But these people want all the money up front. Well, is, eighteen hundred a month or two thousand a month to rent. Mike, is this They're a like, is this a private home or these are buildings like rental buildings? These are private homes. I want to rent because I want to. I want to rent a, uh, a house that's pet friendly because I have two little kitty cats. And uh, there's only a certain amount of houses. There's like thirty houses available in this one town. Oh, that and you want like, to live on. We want all this money. They want. They want me to rent. They want me to pay all the rent in advance. Now, should I should I wait till I get down there to pay the rent, or how do I know who's legitimate? Like you were talking about earlier today, yeah. because it could be a lot of slim slam scam artists. When are you planning to go down to Florida? I'm gonna go. I have. I already have a buyer. Probably. I want to go after this summer because I want to spend my last summer up here because it's brutally hot. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> I'm gonna die down. It is. I'm gonna die down. I heard it's gonna be 100 degrees in Central Florida. Wow. <laughs> no, but you know, like, I'm but everyone's. But you'll see everyone you know there, and they'll be visiting mm-hmm. all winter. Uh, so if you're gonna leave right, in September, go September, the the rent they want from when now. How many months they do they want? want? June first. They want. They want. They want. Want. They said the first month June first for September. They said July first for October. August first for November. Like they want all the months in advance. And I'm not selling my house. I'm not. I have a buyer, but I probably won't get the money. They want me to come up with six or eight grand. I don't have six or eight grand for three months rent or four months. And you, months you rent. say that it's only one. But it's only one block, like one block of houses that you like. So, because I was going to say, no, you know, there's a lot of people that will rent their house. Um, you just have to find somebody who needs the money, uh, and may, you would give them. A, I would give them a down payment because, truthfully, well, if I you don't, know g- they don't take off with the down payment. Well, you don't. Well, maybe you. Well, 
You need to That's get. That's why I figured I'd ask you because well, you've been in the real estate business for years. Well, like well, there's a risk. Of, there's a risk both ways because if, if you if you don't like and you don't give them anything, then you could call them in September and say, "Listen, I found something else," and they held the, the place off the market. Maybe what you could do is put it in an escrow account with an attorney. Or, or I would maybe fly down there on a weekend and meet with them and then sign a contract before we give them any money. Well, yeah. You, do you, are you looking to rent? To, you're looking to be month to month. Or you want to, like a year I'm rental or so? I want to buy half them. I don't want to throw away 12 months of rent. And that's another thing. A lot of these houses, they're like, we want minimum six months at 2000 a month. That's $12,000. They want 12 months at 2000 Okay, so a we're going to have to find you. If Plus, you uh, tell us, if you tell me kind of where in Florida, yeah, we have some we're going to have to call some people who know people. Yeah. That's what, because otherwise. The is Florida. Where are you? The Villages, Florida. W. The, the village? The Villages. The Villages in Florida. Are you? That's the West Coast? No, that's, that's one hour north of Orlando. North of Orlando. Okay, because I'm not... I it's mean, a 55 plus. It's 55 plus community. It's a 55 so I, plus. I was, what is, who do you recommend? Do I so I should get an attorney down there? No, no, I don't. I wouldn't get anything yet. I would. I, you know, I think you should take a trip there. Yeah. I think you should go to Florida. Okay. I think you know, look, you know, watch the airfares, especially in the summer. You really can get them cheap because yeah, nobody really, really goes in the summer. And uh, I would go there. And if it's an over fifties, first of all, I'd get the information. Ahead of time, it's, if it's an over fifties community, there's probably some tax breaks. There's some rules, and they might not rent it for a month or two. I don't, I don't know that particular uh, community, but I would go. There's a couple of them. There's a couple. There's a couple of the houses. There's like three or four houses that will rent for like month to month. Okay, so month, then they're already booked. Up. They're already booked up for December, January, and February. Well, then it's a popular place. A month for those well, I would go uh, yeah, there. 150,000 people there. I would go there. It sounds like a popular place then. And if it's popular and some people are willing to do it, but as far as your question, if you don't give them anything, then you could back out and then they're stuck with a rental. Um, where, but if you, if you really get like, but as you would say, how do you know that they don't take off? Because then you saw a month to month, you don't have to sign a contract though. Month to month, there's no contract. They'll maybe give you a, Just a, a lease to sign. Um, but, but I would, I would line they don't up month a, to month. No, no well, some of them do. Some of them want contracts. They want me to sign me a, sign a contract. Suppose I get in the house and I pay 30,000 for the place. And there's bugs in it, and there's fleas. How do I get out of the house? Because I've never rented. Well, yeah. Before. Well, well, there's a standard rental contract, I mean, but what I'm saying is, usually month to month. Uh, you see, usually if you take a lease and you sign a year's lease, that's a, a month to month. They uh, don't I always. Do I definitely don't want to do that. Okay, so a month to month, some think people. That would be horrible. So I would just go down there, okay, meet some of the people. And you know, just ask, just go ask them. For a couple of days. Yeah, yeah, and ask and, them. And Mike, Dottie, you brought up a good question, uh, a, a great point, right? Set up the appointments ahead of time, so that you can go in and take a look at the homes. But maybe set up three to four appointments. There's got to be someone who there. runs the place. You'll yeah. meet them during the week, and then there's probably a pool and whatever. You'll go during the weekend. You'll meet some of the neighbors. You'll mingle. They'll love you to death. Okay, and then they'll <laughs> give you the gossip of who's got what. 
That's how I do it. I can tell that you have charm, charm, charm. Okay, so that's what you just give them a little charm and you'll find the rental. And I hope that you call me and let me know how you make out. Thanks so much, Thanks, Mike. Have a great week. We'll be right back. We're with Dan Sater, who is a credit expert and credit coach. And we're asking, how do you get an 800 score and get in the 800 club? I'm Michael Conti. And I'm Michael Honig from Honig Conti Perino Insurance. Our families have been in business since 1902. We want to let you know about some common misconceptions most people have about insurance. Number one, I don't need it. That'll never happen to me. Well, nine out of ten claims are water damage claims. And whether you're a business owner or a homeowner, it's not the thousands of dollars it costs to make the repairs that will shock you, but the tens of thousands of dollars it costs for a temporary office or housing. Bet you didn't know that. Number two, insurance is like a drive through and I can purchase it like a side of fries. The process shouldn't be difficult, but it does require real people that can guide you. Whether providing insurance for your apartment, co-op, condo, house, or your business, Michael Honig and Michael Conti are names you can trust. So call the Michaels today at 212-777-7113. That's 212-777-7113. Or visit them online at honigconti.com. H-O-N-I-G-C-O-N-T-E.com. Honig Conti Perino. Not just here to provide insurance, but insurance guidance. Hi, this is Patrick Cullen, President of the New York State Supreme Court Officers Association. Join me for Justice Matters as we take over the AM 970 airwaves every Sunday at noon. Court officers play a pivotal role serving at the front lines of court security in criminal, family, and civil courthouses throughout New York City and the 9th Judicial District. Justice Matters will bring a fresh new perspective on the current challenges and issues facing our criminal justice system and the impact they have on all New Yorkers. The New York State Supreme Court Officers Association's members are uniformed officers in the courts throughout the five boroughs of New York City, as well as Westchester, Rockland, Putnam, Orange, and Dutchess counties. And we are affiliated with the AFL-CIO and the International Longshoremen's Association. SCOA's mission is to continue to improve benefits and protect the rights of all of our members. If it's noon on Sunday, it's time for Justice Matters on AM 970, The Answer. All right, here's the great selling point of Relief Factor. Well, actually, the greatest selling point is that it works for the great majority of people who use it. But the big selling factor is really this. You can get all the pain relief benefits of Relief Factor without the negative side effects of ibuprofen. A couple of years ago, with great sciatic pain, I would take ibuprofen a lot. And it helped, but the side effects were so awful after a while that I I just had to discontinue use. But that's not the problem with relief factor. So that's huge. So if you've been using any form of ibuprofen, now you don't have to with relief factor. Go to relieffactor.com, check out the pricing, and please give it a try because pain is pretty awful. Or call 800-500-8384. That's relieffactor.com. It's I on real estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back. 
And uh, you're listening to Ion Real Estate. I'm here with myself, Sadie Herman, and Ace Warner Suparp, and Dan Sater, who's our credit and expert, a credit coach, and of course works with Ace and Citizens Bank all the time, uh, working with people's credit. And I suggest that if you are thinking of buying anything or renting anything, that you do it ahead of time because it's always best to have a good credit score. Uh, but you know what? I, I, I think I told you this once, Dan, that I was doing something for one of the TV stations, and I was in the green room, and <laughs> I'm watching, you know, the, they have the shows that are on before you. Like the, so they have these people on. It was a dating service by credit score. <laughs> Okay, so when their when their part when they came out, they had you know when they came off the air, I said, "What do you you have a dating service by credit score?" He said, "Yeah," and he said, "Because people don't want to meet. Like if you pay your bills and you're always on time, you have good credit. You don't want to end up hooking up with a deadbeat who doesn't pay is going to screw up all your credit." And I never thought about that, but I guess I'm that right because that would kill you now. I, how do you get an 800? 800 is the top score, right? Well, or is it, higher? It, it can or can't be. It all depends on what you're, you're buying because the normal range goes from uh, 300 to 850, which is the top score on the generic oh. version of FICO. If you're buying a, um, a car, uh, for example, it goes from 250 to 900. But uh, getting a score over 800 is just exceptional credit. Um, it really doesn't matter what you have over, over that. So you can get an 850? Yeah. Okay. So what's a good credit score? Well, basically, uh, once you get above that around that 750 mark, 740, 760, um, Anything above that is more or less vanity because at that point you're going to get the best rates for just about everything around. I've so never in seen other anybody words, look for an 800 score, but, you know, so, it's nice to have. Okay, so let me ask you something. If someone has a 770, okay, mm-hmm. should they call you and say, look, I want to be able to say – now, if they go on that dating site, I think so <laughs> because then they want well, to have an 8, an 820. I, I guess that's when it becomes uh, important to somebody. <laughs> right. um, I, I, mean, I, I had a guy that got in touch with me who had a 790, and he said, I used to be like an 815, and, and he goes, I haven't done anything, and, you know, my scores dropped down to 790, and I want to get back up there. And asking him a number of questions, I finally got out of him that three months ago he bought a car. And I said, that's what dropped your score. Oh, the car. I said, you'll regain that back in the near future. But the thing is, you've got new credit, and that will lower your score temporarily. Right. But so as, let me as ask as you what something. Needed, yeah, what do you need? You, yeah, what you need to get an 800. Well, first of all, you need to establish a long credit history. If you only have a few years, you're not going to be in that 800 club. So what's long, um, Dan? Well, like what's long? Basically, the uh, high achievers in the country average uh, their oldest account is around 25 years old. Of course, you can get that by becoming an authorized user on your parents' uh, credit cards that have had them for over 25 years. But generally speaking, to get into that 800 area, you should have an average history that's about over seven years old. That so if I'm looking for you. a house um, and I've only had five or six years, you might want to talk to your parents or 
but really, maybe you know. But if you, but but should parents take credit cards out for their kids while they're in college? Do you think? Well, I I, I don't like the term "take credit cards right. out." Right. Okay, their I'm kids. saying it wrong. What I would say Give is them to some be advice. added to the parents' card as an authorized user, and if you're a smart parent. Uh, you won't give the credit card to your child, and so they don't have to use it, and they don't need the card to get the credit for that card. So wait a so second, explain that. if you've had a card for 25 years and have a $10,000 credit line, that will report on your credit report when it reports on theirs as if it were yours. So if I give my child, if I put my child's name on my credit assuming mine is good, but I don't give her the credit card, I just list her name in my. I don't even tell her. Right. And you put her on as an authorized user. Which means that she could use my credit card, but I'm not even telling her so she doesn't know about it. Right. And you're not giving her the card to use. Uh, she doesn't need to use the card. You can take her off anytime you want as an authorized user. And she can take herself off if your credit goes bad. Okay. So now let's say I do that, and like now it's seven, ten years later, and she's looking to buy a property or rent something, so that my credit rating will we'll go still to be her? helping her scores. Yes, absolutely. Oh, that's a great tip. That's a great tip. I mean, that's really... There's, uh, there's a lot of parents that add their kids to credit cards, and then when the kid gets out of school, gets their own credit card, and they, they're already in the mid-700s at that point. Oh, so that's really and, a great, great tip. To, so parents just put their kid's name on their credit, assuming their credit's good. Doesn't, and maybe you don't tell your child at all so they don't know. And then when they get their own credit, you mean they're ahead of the game. They have already have established credit. When they absolutely. Oh, well, gee, that's really good to know. And parents, you should think about that. And if you want to speak to Dan or talk to him about anything, then you should go to his website, which is... Uh, CreditScoringAdvisor.com. CreditScoringAdvisor.com. A-D-V-I-S-O-R.com. CreditScoringAdvisor.com. Daddy, I have a quick question for Dan. Um, working at the bank, you, when we run customers' credit scores... A lot of times they'll have a different address on their on their name, probably because there's a common name somewhere um, with the credit bureaus. Is, is there a way for them to delete that address from the credit? Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, that that's considered a mixed file. A mixed file, um, right? Unfortunately, uh -huh. nobody has a credit file sitting at the credit bureaus. It's just a data repository. They have your information scattered over you know hundreds of computers. Mm -hmm. And what happens is when they pull a credit report, they have a search engine called L90. Um, it looks for 13 characteristics, and it finds four of those. It goes on your credit report. The problem is that when a subscriber to the bureaus does a search, it does kind of a fuzzy search. It has to match the first two letters of the first name. It has to last a match seven out of the nine digits of the Social Security if it pulls that up. Um, if it matches your street number, street address in a different city, you still get credit for those first two. So there's a lot of different ways that mixed files, somebody else's file, can be put on your credit report. So what you do is you go and write a letter uh, to the Bureau saying, I never have lived at this address. Please delete this address. And most of the time they will do that without much of a fuss. Got it. And, and I'm assuming it won't affect uh, the customer's credit. Right. 
No, the only thing it might do is that if there's something, especially if there's something negative that's tied to that other address and that other person, it'll delete yeah. that from your credit report, too. So it can help to clean up your credit as well. Great advice, Dan. That Thank is you. great. So um, what do you suggest that you keep a, you know, an app or is this an alert on your on your um phone so that you'll remind yourself to check your credit? Like, what are some tips you can give us? Well, one of the things a lot of people can do is they can sign up for credit monitoring. And uh, the the problem, though, is that they get an alert and they don't know what the alert (laughs) means. Uh, But I, I generally recommend that you pull your credit at least two or three times during the year. Uh, you can get it once free from annualcreditreport.com. You can pick it up from Credit Sesame or Credit Karma, which I'm not really <laughs> in big favor of, okay. for free. And this way, at least you can see what's going on your credit report and what's being reported. And if you see something that doesn't belong to you, that's when you need to go into it a little bit more depth and uh, and challenge these things. Right, but I would tell everyone that high credit scores, besides from being a status that you can boast or you can go on a dating service and maybe you'll get picked just because you have a high credit score. Uh, But I think that is important because I think that if you end up with somebody that doesn't pay bills and is sloppy with paying late, that that would really get on someone's nerves because it ruins your credit if you're married, okay, or you have joint things. Well, money problems are always a big thing in in, – problems with a marriage, you know, and leading to divorce a lot of times. Well, that's true. But sometimes it's not only – sometimes it's not money problems. It's just that people are negligent to paying bills or they're just mm-hmm. sloppy with it, okay? They don't realize how important credit is. Uh, however, I, I think that we should all know that really credit rules and it rules everything that you do. And when you look at great rates – if the risk, the 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 worse your credit is, you're not going to get a great rate. You're going to get uh, a higher interest rate because there's more risk with somebody who has not good credit, and that goes true whether you're buying a car, whether you're taking any kind of credit. And I think it's nice to live on your means, like my dad. I don't think they had credit cards when he was around, or I mean, I don't remember him ever having a credit. I mean, he had them later on in years, but. Uh, I guess you spent when you make, but it's like not that kind of world today. Uh, so I just think that you should do it two or three times a year and make sure that you get a hold of Dan before you have a need. In other words, don't wait till you're buying a house or you, even rentals. They're looking at your credit because if you're a landlord, you don't want somebody who doesn't pay their bills on time. So I think you want to go to Dan if there's a problem on your credit. You want to go to Dan before you have that need, not when you have that need, before you have that need. And uh, Dan will let you know if there's some way that if there's a way that he can really work with your credit. And Dan, isn't true that a lot of times they're just mistakes? Yeah, a lot of times I've seen a lot of mistakes that appear on credit reports. So you have mistakes, you have mixed files. And you even have identity theft. So it's always important to uh, to look at this. And by the way, Dottie, for you. We're going to have a break now. You're going to have to hold it. We're going to. 
I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow, and like all of you out there, I had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat, I would flip-flop all night long, I would wake up with a sore neck, maybe a headache, or feel like I needed a nap even though I slept eight hours. When I invented my pillow, I wanted it to where you can move the patented fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of sleep position. My pillow will get you into that deep sleep faster and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed, it's about how much of that quality sleep we get. I do all of my own manufacturing right here in the United States. I have a 10-year warranty. You can wash and dry my pillow, and I give you a 60-day money-back guarantee so you have nothing to lose. And here's my best offer ever. Get a two-pack of MyPillow's premiums for $69.98. That's only $34.99 per pillow, which is the lowest price ever offered on radio or TV. This offer is only available at MyPillow.com or call 800-651-0798. Use promo code AM970. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. In an era where it's tough to know which news outlet to trust, at a time where it's difficult to find facts, not just opinion, there is an oasis in the news desert. It's the Cats Roundtable. John Katsimatidis, the personification of the American dream who built a multi-billion dollar business empire, talks with some of the nation's top newsmakers every Sunday morning at 8.30 a.m. You won't just hear partisan spin. You'll hear directly from the newsmakers who are shaping the news cycle in the city, the country, and the world. On the Cats Roundtable, you won't just hear about politics. You'll hear about science, business, education, animal rights, and any other topics that you're interested in. Catch the Cats Roundtable every Sunday morning, starting at 8.30, right after Morano in the Morning on AM 970. The Answer. Blue Star medicated ointment works fast to relieve the pain and itch of almost any skin irritation. It's amazing. It's like as soon as you put it on, you can feel it working. We've had Blue Star in the family for years. It works on everything. I love the cooling sensation on my athlete's foot. What a relief for my eczema. Nothing worked on my dry, cracked skin until I tried Blue Star. Blue Star is great for scalp itch. Look for the white box with the Blue Star in the first aid section. Feel Blue Star work fast or your money back. The question of truth is always at the center of politics, and it has been throughout our country's history. So this weekend on Champions of Justice, Tom Girardi talks with attorney and author Richard Benvenista about issues from Watergate to the 9-11 Commission. He was part of the history and gives us an insider's view. You want the truth? Can you handle the truth? Tune in Champions of Justice, Sunday mornings at 10, here on AM 970, The Answer. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back, and uh, we are going to be... We're just ending with with Dan, and he's got to answer a couple more questions. And I don't think that we're going to finish this today, but I will continue it next week. But I would like to ask everyone what I asked you in the beginning. How much money... Do you need to be wealthy in America? Now, I'm going to give you a hint. The exact amount can depend on how old you are. Just, and if you want to start calling and call in, but we're just trying to, you know, now remember there's no wrong answer because what, we use the word wealthy. So wealthy is all relative. So anyhow, 
Dan, you need a good credit card to be wealthy, too, unless you have all cash and someone just leaves you a pile of cash. Dan, well, you, it makes so, life a lot easier and you pay a lot less. Yeah. <laughs> but since most of us don't have that, give us, again, the, your, your last tips. And you'll be on. You know, Dan's always on every month. But also, again, how to reach you. Credit scoring. Credit card. Yeah, the easiest one is creditguy at yahoo.com. Okay, you gave me a different one before. I have credit scoring advisor. So you you have credit, what was that? Credit guy. Credit guy. That's easier to remember. Credit yes. guy, G-U-Y, at yahoo.com. Yahoo.com. Yeah, and you know what? You can go to Dan's website. You can... T- you can ask him any questions and he'll answer them. But it's a good thing before you have a need to go and speak to, to Dan and make sure that he gets your credit in the best shape possible. Okay. Oh, and Donnie, one other thing i got to mention here. That for your listeners, I'm going to offer a free credit report review uh, if they'd like to get in touch with me at creditguy at yahoo.com so they can help to improve their credit scores. A lot of people don't know how to read a credit report and uh, identify the things that are important to help rebuild their scores. Oh, that would be great. That is really a generous offer. So if you tell them that you uh, heard Dan on the radio show, you can, tell, you can get a free credit report and um, – if you're listening to the show and you have children or you have uh, uh, adult children or that want their credit score, just go to credit. Well, you can go to two sites. You can go to credit uh, scoring advisor, which is what I told you in the beginning, dot com, or you can go to credit guy. Or do I have it reversed? Yeah, creditguy at yahoo.com. Creditguy at yahoo.com. Dan, I'm going to post that, if you don't mind, when I send that out later to all of my uh, followings. Uh, I think that's so really generous of you. Thank you so much for that. That Our listeners, really, it's a big benefit to have that done for free. And by the way, it takes two seconds to do it. I mean, just to to email us or go on that site. And if for some reason you should forget that, just send it to us and we'll get it to Dan. And Dan, we'll see you in a, we'll hear you in a couple of weeks. Thank okay. you. Okay. Take care, Dan. Take care. Have a great Bye. the day is beautiful. Now right. we were talking about how much money do you need to be wealthy in America? And again, I think we can talk about this for a little bit now. And I hopefully you'll call in next week or the week after. But Rich is a relative word, right? What's yeah. rich? Ace, what it's do you think? The, you know what? It's in the eyes of the beholder, right? right. So. so everyone thinks rich is a different number. There's yeah. no – so merely having a net worth of $1 million, it seems, doesn't mean you're wealthy. Well, today, I don't know if a million dollars means you're wealthy City, anyway. It's going to be Not tough. Not in New York City. It's going to be tough. Okay. I guess if you're someplace else, it might be. Now, Bloomberg did this whole article on this. And in Charles Schwab's annual Modern Wealth Survey, the amount of people said it took to be considered rich averaged out to, I mean, their average amount that people said it took to be rich averaged out to 2.3 million. I guess they were interviewing people and polling them, and that was kind of an average amount that people said, oh, well, you'd be rich at 2.3 million. 
that the company and so Bloomberg said that that is more than 20 times the actual median net worth of U.S. households. So that's 20 times. So so I'm trying to see this. So the average. So that's really pushing rich. I mean, because most people don't. I mean, to save $2.3 million, you got to buy real estate. It's the only way you can do it. <laughs> and hope that it goes up. Um, and that's a slight drop from the $2.4 million average in the two previous. They did surveys previous before that Bloomberg, and it was two point four. Now it's gone to $2.3, which is a little less. But that's still a lot of money to, for them to say that you're rich. So if it's 20 times, then the average is right around 115 k that you make, yeah. So. Okay, but to save, you know, I mean, yeah. it's one thing making it and saving it. So that's a lot. Well, I don't know. No, they don't. When they say, you know, you don't have to save that because they would take all your assets. Yeah. So let's say your house is worth seven hundred thousand, and you have a mortgage of a hundred thousand. They would count like six hundred thousand, right? Yeah. Uh, then, <laughs> whatever. If you had a car, let's say if you had a jewelry that was worth, then they would add that all up. Yeah. It doesn't mean that you have to save it. Uh, but again, as I said in the beginning of the show, it's a different number for everyone. That's everyone. not That just happens to be a number that a lot of people set or they averaged it out. And the older that they get, they have found that the higher the bar goes. Yeah. So when you're younger, Look, look, if you're 12, I think that you think rich could be $1,000, <laughs> right? And if you if you owe credits and you owe money and you can't pay your rent, just to break even, somebody could feel rich. So it really depends. But the older somebody gets, uh, the baby boomers who are roughly around, the youngest are around 55-ish, and I think the oldest is or 73, something like that. Um, the average net worth you need to be considered wealthy is that 2.6 million which is 35% higher than what millennials okay now millennials is the age group not generation x it's it's later than that it's they're about what 35 25 to 35 around there it is 35% higher than what millennials envision as the admission price to be rich. So what this article is saying is that younger people have a lower, they think that number is, they have a lower number that they think is rich. Now, will they change when, when they get older? Yeah, when, when they get older, when they get to be 55, will they have a different number? Yeah. Because I remember doing these surveys when, the millennials were kind of the oldest millennial is probably 29 or 28. And they're like, oh, they want to live in the city. They're not going to the suburbs. Well, that's because they didn't get married yet and they didn't have kids. Mm-hmm. But as they started, the older ones started to get married and they were hitch- reaching 34, 35, and they had started to have families. You saw them start to go to the suburbs because it was cheaper and they could have a bigger yeah. property. So it would be interesting to see as they get older – if that number will go up. Um, so then they asked them, and, and I'm, I'm curious, and next week we're going to go through this again because you really don't have too much time to call in now anyway. Um, they, they asked them, um, 
what do you think it takes to be not wealthy, financially comfortable? Now, listen to the words. Now, when you hear the word wealthy, Ace, what do you think? Uh, I think, uh, you know, five million, ten million, I don't know. I know, but do you million? think that, that, yeah. that when they that's use the word wealthy, number. they're talking about somebody yeah, rich. Someone rich. But when I, when I use the word financially comfortable, comfortable. Does, it have to be? does that necessarily bring rich in mind? Not to me, no, it doesn't. Not to me. Yeah. What it, see, now again, it depends on what it means to Financially comfortable to me means that you're not really rich, but you have enough money to do what you, whatever it is that you like to do, yeah. you know, that you, you, you don't have. What does it mean to you, financially comfortable? Yeah, I, I think it means, you know, to different people. And you know what, Dottie? I was actually talking to one of my colleagues, and he said, Ace, you know, I've made more money um, than I ever made. Uh, within the last three years, and I'm not happier. So it's interesting how, you know, what defines wealth and what defines being comfortable and happy, right? So. Yeah, so we're going to talk about that uh, I just because, you know, it goes with real estate. Yeah. Um, the money doesn't buy your happiness, but no. sure as hell, if but I'm going to be sad, I'd rather have money and be sad, all right? That's right. That's, That's just right, my Daddy. motto, okay? But <laughs> that is true. If I'm going to be miserable, I'd rather be miserable with money, uh, yeah. but... Let's put it this way. People think, oh, if I get that house, if I graduate college, if I get my master's, if I get, my, if I get this job, if I have my first kid, if I get married, there's all things mm-hmm. that they think are going to make them happy. And usually what happens is they reach that goal, yeah. and then it's another thing another that thing. they, they yes. want. I, I remember, and I have a listener who listens to my show. He was my senior literature teacher and he had us read Waiting for Godot when Waiting for Godot was really that people have a series of waiting but I want to talk next week, think about it I want you to call in because we're coming to an end but know that financially comfortable the number goes down to about a million a million? yeah and we're going to talk more I'd love to hear you next week uh, on what you think You need to be wealthy or financially comfortable. Listen, enjoy this day. It's beautiful out. And we'll be back next week. Checking out now. Great weather. Eye on Real Estate with Dottie Herman is sponsored by Citizens Bank N.A. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.